Hello and welcome back to UCAS Choices, Getting Ahead with Apprenticeships. The podcast series designed to give you all the insider info from people in the know about apprenticeships. Today we're talking about creative and design degree apprenticeships with Coral Granger, an apprenticeship development manager at Manchester Metropolitan University, and Sarah Parks, a graphic design degree apprentice at JCB. We're going to cover everything from finances and support to what your future career could look like once you finish your studies. So let's get started with the big question that we need to begin with. What actually is the difference between studying creative and design as a degree apprentice or just doing a traditional degree, Coral? Well, the main difference is that you're in a job, you're in fully paid employment in a creative and design role, and you'll be studying as part of that job rather than studying full time. So you're earning a wage and you're applying that knowledge in the business. So that's something that you're actually doing at the moment. So how many days do you work versus study? So for me, on average, it's one day a week studying and four days a week working, but obviously that will vary between different apprenticeship schemes. And how soon were you on the job? Was that uh, day one or did you have to wait a while? Yeah, so from day one for me, I'm a graphic designer at JCB and we kind of did this as an upskilling programme, so I already had my role and that's kind of the format that we're doing it just as an upskill. Does this mean that you design the JCBs? (laughs) Do you design the diggers? To be fair, in in effect, yes. Uh, we do sometimes do kind of deliveries of the machines, so like the decal placements and decal designs. So kind of, but also not kind of. That's really cool. I wouldn't have thought that in a graphic design role <laughs> that you'd been working for JCB. Yeah. It just shows you that you could end up working for, for so many different companies. Coral, is, is what Sarah's saying kind of typical? Um, do apprentices tend to sort of study for one day a week and work for four days a week? And are you sort of straight straight into the job? Yeah, every every employer and every apprenticeship is is different, really, depending on the job role uh, that the employers put around the apprenticeship program. But yeah, the the apprenticeship rule in England is that you're spending twenty percent of the time on your development, and then the actual delivery of the learning is different in each program. And some some learning is online, some learning on campus. A lot of our programs at Manchester Met are really. Um, bringing people onto campus into the classroom where they can meet other people on the course and share ideas. Can you give me some more examples of the types of companies you might end up working for, or the types of uh, creative and design roles you, you might be in? Because I never would have thought, oh, working for JCB as a graphic designer, that's just not something I would have thought of. What do some of your other students do? Yeah, so we have employers uh, on the creative uh, digital design programme uh, that you'll have heard of like Amazon or Asda, but you also have uh, agencies. So you, with creative and design, you tend to get creative and design companies mm-hmm. uh, that you might have a work role in an agency. But most big names that you'll have heard of, big companies that you'll have heard of, will have a creative or a design team within them, such as Sarah at JC. Uh, amazing, I suppose, yeah. All these companies do need a graphic designer, don't they? Incredible. Um, in terms of when the course actually starts, course dates, is that the same as if you're doing a traditional degree, if you're doing an apprenticeship? The the thing about apprenticeships is that they're not restricted to the academic calendar, so they could start and run at any time. But in reality, we tend to start ours in September because we recognise that people will have children, uh, they will might have partners that are on traditional programmes or at college or at school, uh, and also our staff, you know, have have families, and so they'll take. They'll, t- they'll tend to follow a traditional academic calendar mostly and start in September. But the main thing to be aware of if you're thinking about the apprenticeship 
is it starts with the job role. So employers might be recruiting for those positions at any time through the year. Um, so you should really start looking all the time. Just have your alerts open. Amazing. Sarah, do you need to specialise in a certain part of creative and design when you start your apprenticeship or could you decide later on when you finish, like with a traditional degree, what you actually want to do in that industry? So I'm probably quite a good example of this, actually, because I actually joined JCB through the business apprenticeship scheme. Oh. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do as a kind of full-time career. Um, and it was through the placements that I could do on my business apprenticeship that I found that it was the creative roles within them that I was passionate about. So I kind of asked the question, you know, can I, is it possible to get a placement within the creative design studio that I knew JCB had? They said yes. And then obviously from that, we've now decided to do another one and an upskilling program. But no, so absolutely not. You don't need, you know, any prior experience really, because at the end of the day, that's what an apprenticeship's about as well. It's about, you know, upskilling and learning those knowledge, skills and behaviours. Um, so yeah, you can come straight from a school leaver or a bit like my position, you can already be in the workplace and apply just to upskill. That's really cool. So what kind of skills are you gaining, would you say, that are transferable? The key thing to know about apprenticeships in England, they follow what's called an apprenticeship standard, which is a core set of knowledge, skills and behaviours. So employers have sat in a room together and said, to be a creative digital design professional, like in Sarah's case, this, when you complete, you should be able to evidence all these knowledge, skills and behaviours. So that is determined. And on top of that, there are other sort of transferable skills and behaviours that might move across. But you know when you do an apprenticeship, at the end of it, you know you have those knowledge, skills and behaviours that employers are looking for. Great. One of the main differences, I suppose, between doing a traditional degree and a degree apprenticeship is how the fees and funding differ. So tell us about that. Well, the main thing to know as an apprentice, you're not paying for your education. So the programme course is funded uh, by the employer, often through the apprenticeship levy, and you're not paying to your, to your fees. On top of that, you're also being paid for your job on, on a salary. Rolling in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's additional benefits as well for things like student discounts. Um, you have access to that. And then it's all the employer perks that you get as well. So I get discounted healthcare, access to a gym. Uh, dental care discount on diggers presumably yeah. <laughs> you want to get a digger JCB store, so they do merchandise so we get discount there everyone gets a little JCB <laughs> digger for Christmas yeah. this year <laughs> one thing that people might be a little bit concerned about Sarah is whether you're still going to get that social life that freshers week if you are a degree apprentice do you? yeah absolutely so we do have on campus attendance and when we're there we get access to the students union all the hubs and everything like that um, and obviously it's nice as well because there's a few of us so i think there's about 25 of us on our cohort so we've all got a whatsapp group and you know we're all always in contact and we go out for a drink afterwards in the evening so well, you definitely get that um, and as well through your employer as well so kind of workplace socials so you know christmas dues that kind of thing uh jcb recently had uh, a family festival which was to celebrate their 75th anniversary so that was an em employee exclusive festival that they ran a big event that had all sorts it had silent disco were there diggers? There were, there were dancing diggers. Oh, of course there were. <laughs> a dancing digger show. It was honestly, it was amazing. And we've had Sophie Ellis Bexter, she visited and performed as well. So if you do see digging. <laughs> I don't know why I've become obsessed with JCB diggers all of a sudden. I didn't realise I was such a fan, but I just love the thought. I'd love one of those little toy ones if you could get me a discount on there. That'd be great. 
Um, what about the, that mixed age working environment that you're going into when you're an apprentice? Does that make it easy to make friends? Is it easy to get on with everyone when you're a student? Are you coming into an environment where people are all different ages? Well, I actually started work and did my degrees uh, part-time like an apprenticeship when I was 18. And you do find that there are all ages. And my best friend in work was a woman in her 60s. So there was all sorts of things. And also on our courses in the cohort, there are different age groups. Um, and everybody's got different perspectives that they bring. So you will have your friends that are your age that you may be going out to clubs or, you know, doing certain social things are in, but you also get a lot of support um, from people of all ages and all backgrounds. Oh, good. That's really nice. So you've got the best of both worlds, really, haven't you? Yeah. So, Sarah, tell us about uh, what your working day is actually like. So you get there on day one, you get straight stuck into the work. What does a day in the life of Sarah look like? What sort of tasks are you doing? Uh, so the thing I really love about my role is that it's completely varied. I'll be working on something new and different every single day. I get to work with different people within the organisation. Um, and that can vary from things such as product literature, branded machines, uh, merchandise. It's so varied and I, I just love it. Oh, that sounds so good. Do you work on your own a lot or as part of a team or both? It both. So a lot of the stuff I do individually, kind of working on my own, but it's part of the wider team. So there's about eight of us in my team specifically in design works, um, but then there's a wider marketing team as well, which feed into us. We've got marketing communications, the digital side. So we all kind of collaborate together. So you're constantly working with different people, but there is that element of, you know, autonomous working as well. Nice. And another thing at Manchester Met, one of the things we look for when we work with the businesses to create these apprentice opportunities is that there's a line manager. And so we want all apprentices to have somebody in the business, a line manager or a mentor that they can go to for advice. So once they get their assignment briefs, that manager's got an important role in steering what they're going to apply that assignment to in the business. Right. In terms of what you're actually learning as a creative and design apprentice, Coral, in the classroom, in the lecture hall, on the course, is that the same as when you do a traditional degree? There will be some similarities, but with with degree apprenticeships, the most important thing is that we involve employers in the design of the programs. So we will, based on those apprenticeship standards that have got those core foundational knowledge, skills and behaviours, we'll then build our curriculum upon that and then we'll consult businesses of whether this is relevant, anything that needs to be changed. And we also meet with employers throughout the year, every year, to get feedback on is this still relevant and up to date with business practices. Um, I'm not sure whether that happens in full-time degrees in the same way, but for apprenticeships, that's really important to us. What kind of projects do you work on then, Sarah? Uh, so one project I worked on recently was redesigning the Early Careers Strategy Dashboard. Um, so that's for the Early Careers team and recruiting apprentices. Oh. Um, and it was kind of a dashboard they created just to kind of voice it in internally to the internal team, just to kind of go through the journey of, you know, what kind of things they can be doing to recruit and how they can engage with STEM individuals. Anything else? So we do get to work on some quite fun projects as well. So recently I turned one of our backhoe diggers into Santa Claus. <laughs> like a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was to support. So we do a lot of work with the NSPCC and we did a toy appeal. So where JCB employees can donate toys uh, for Christmas. And as part of the PR campaign for that, we turned one of the backers and had all the toys in the bucket. And turn the back into Santa. So, yeah, that was fun. Oh, that's really cool. So it's really varied, isn't it? The sort of stuff that you get to do. Really, really nice. Do you get experience in different areas of creative and design? 
Yes, so I get to experience the full design process, so from concept creation to product delivery at the end, and we work with both print and digital. We do some stuff for social media as well. Um, But the good thing about the apprenticeship is that through the degree qualification, I'm learning about things I wouldn't necessarily touch in the workplace as well, so things like UX design. That's not something I'd necessarily come across in my graphic design role. So it's good to have that knowledge base as well and be learning about those kind of things. And then it has dual benefits as well because I can bring that back into the workplace. Right. Yeah, I think that's really important. And that's what a lot of our employers are looking for is that the apprentices are going to be learning about new technologies like immersive experience, AR, VR, and they'll bring those ideas and those new skills back into the business too. Right. How do degree apprenticeships differ across England, Wales, Northern Ireland and Scotland, Coral? There are some similarities and some differences across the nations. Uh, The similarity is that across all across the UK, it's a way of getting a degree uh, without paying your course fees and having a job and getting a salary and getting that work experience immediately. Um, The differences might be the the subjects that you can do and and the programs that are available might differ across the across the nations but the most important thing is to look for the job first so find the employer and find the program and the employer will have probably chosen which training provider to deliver that and where that's going to happen right so there are lots of opportunities across the four nations so amazing do you feel supported during your apprenticeship what kind of support are you getting perhaps from the university and from your employer as well sarah so there's plenty of support um through the employer so using j2b for an example uh, we have a dedicated early careers team so with that you will have a dedicated scheme leader access to mentors uh, you'll also have your line manager and your colleagues as well and then through the apprenticeship um, you'll have your course leaders your tutors we also have a dedicated skills coach that we have regular reviews with and then obviously you've got your peers as well so the rest of the team on the cohort and like i said we've got a little WhatsApp group, so we're constantly in contact with each other. So there's plenty of support all around. That's really good. And what kind of support does the university provide for the degree apprentices? Is it the same support that you would be getting if you were doing a traditional degree? Yeah, I think so. The good thing about doing an apprenticeship through a university is the big organisations. So there are support, uh, specialist support services for well-being and mental health and disability services um, that are you know, excellent, but there's also specialist study skills, uh, specialists to help you with research or uh, academic writing. So the big organisations and there's a big wraparound support and, and the skills coach that Sarah mentioned is a great way. To, they will signpost you to the specialist for whatever support you need. Great. So it sounds like you're getting double support, really, because you're getting it from your employer and you also get it from the university and your peers around you and your fellow apprentices, which is really nice. Obviously, you need that support because you're going to be learning new things all the time. You're very new to that career. What happens if you make a mistake while you're on the job? Has that happened for you yet, Sarah? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I think the good thing about an apprenticeship is at the end of the day, you are there to learn and your employer obviously knows that. So there's no need to worry about making a mistake. You know, it happens to all of us. And as well, that's how you learn. I know I learned from making mistakes, you know, and how to fix those. So I wouldn't worry about that at all. Do you agree with that, Coral? Are there any possible consequences for making mistakes? I don't think so because you've got um, all of the work that you're doing. You've got this um, support around you for review. And as Sarah says, it is a learning journey. And especially in design, design is 
is a whole discipline and mindset about trying things and learning and improving. So that's that's our ethos throughout it. And yeah, that's how you learn. Amazing. Does a degree apprenticeship in creative and design translate into a job when you've finished? Yeah, so I'm currently already in that role. So I'm a graphic designer already as I'm doing it as an upskilling program, but vice versa, you could start through the apprenticeship scheme and end up in a graphic design role or a UX design role. Is that generally how it tends to be, Carl? Do most degree apprentices go into a job at that company after? Well, yeah, I mean, you have to have a job to do the degree apprenticeship. So so you're already in role. Most people will stay with their employer um, after they've completed or, or progress elsewhere. But what you find is that if you imagine at the end of Sarah's degree or anybody in that cohort, they've got a degree and four years of work experience as opposed to somebody who's done a full-time degree has got three, a degree and one year of work experience. So you do find that not only do you have a degree at the end of it um, but you've all, and a job at the end of it, but your career trajectory is really accelerated and really strong prospect. So actually gaining all that practical experience and all those skills really helps you stand to you in good stead, doesn't it? What about the actual qualification itself? Is that the same as if you'd done a traditional degree in creative and design? Yeah, the design of our degree apprenticeship programmes uh, go through the same approval and development processes uh, as the mainstream degrees. So it is a Bachelor of Arts or a Bachelor of Science with honours, just the same. Um, the only difference, I would say, is the amount of employer involvement in the design of the programme. So that's an additional layer on top. It's not in any way a lesser degree. Which is something I didn't realise, you know, I didn't realise if you did a degree apprenticeship, you were still getting that same degree, that same piece of paper, which is, you know, very important to us. We want those letters. Um, we want those numbers. And not only that, we do have really high achievement rates because uh, a lot of apprentices find they do well by getting that knowledge from the university and immediately applying it. It makes more sense to some people and they tend to get really good grades. What do you think the perception of apprenticeships is, Sarah? I think they can be a little bit stigmatised sometimes because it's kind of that old-fashioned narrative of, you know, an apprentice is somebody who kind of sweeps the floor, makes the teas and coffees, £3 an hour kind of thing. So that's not the case? No, not at all. So, you know, I'm kind of doing a full-time role like my colleagues would be. So the person I sit next to at work is a graphic designer and we work on the same kind of stuff. It's not of any lesser value than it would be, you know, just your normal full-time employment. So... That's great. So you feel valued by your employer, just as any other employee hopefully would. Yeah, absolutely. That's really great. Do you have to stick to creative and design once you finish your degree? No, I mean, there's no um, restrictions. It's just like any other job. You're, you're in an employment contract. If you decided to change career, um, you could do that, of course. But um, I think people who tend to choose to do degree apprenticeships are really quite keen on doing that. You know, it's quite an investment in terms of the time. So it's probably a career that they really fancy. What happens if you did change your mind once you got into that apprenticeship, which it doesn't sound like it happens very often, but if it did, would you be able to transfer? Yeah, so it might be that you choose to do something different or it might be that you've got credits through that degree that you can apply in another course. Right. What makes a good creative and design apprentice then, Coral? What are employers looking for? I think all employers in, in all sectors and roles, but especially in design and creative, they're looking for people who are curious, who are interested and passionate to want to learn, who, who look at design or look at the world and think, how could this be better or how could this be communicated better? 
And I think that's that's the key thing to look for. Would you agree with that, Sarah? Yeah, so to me, it is about having that passion and then just a willingness to learn as well. Is there a stereotype, do you think, of what someone who works in creative and design is like? Or is it open to everyone? Creative and design is open to everyone, absolutely. I think that there's a lot of data, that there's quite a lot of white male designers in, in the sector and, and we're doing a lot or doing what we can with employers to broaden that out and support people who might come from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, all sorts genders um, so we're keen to have our cohorts and our communities and the employment workplaces as diverse as possible and so yeah we're, we're open and we embrace and support everybody. What kind of things can people be doing now then to stand out in the future and get a place if they're listening to this or watching this and thinking yeah I want to be like Sarah and I really want to be a creative and design apprentice. I think there's so much information online, um, design companies, um, you know, Google designers, find role models, find out what they're interested in, what they're reading, um, and just just read about design and, and maybe practice some things, build up build up a bit of a portfolio if you can, or learn some design software if you've got opportunity to do that. Anything that you can do that's gonna help you get that design design job or interview. But there's loads of stuff that you can just be doing in your own time. Do you have to actually have work experience in creative and design and if so how do you get that now there's there's no need for any work experience um it's quite a competitive business you know there's there's not a lot of uh, these opportunities available throughout the the country but they are growing all the time so uh, you don't need work experience you could come straight from college but anything that you can do to build up your strengths and build up your skills uh, before you apply just might help you land that job is there anything that you did, Sarah, to really help you get that place? Prior to joining the team that I'm in now, I have no prior experience design-wise. I didn't know how to use Photoshop in design, which now I use on a daily basis. It kind of helped that I was so passionate about it and willing to kind of learn in my own time. So I'd go away in the evenings or on annual leave and I'd kind of learn how to use the software and kind of, you know, buy books and start reading up on, you know, all things graphic design. So that definitely helped. That's really good because getting your your uh, you know head around that software, I imagine, is a really big part of the job. Like you say, you use it every day now. Yeah, it's a completely different language, so yeah. So you can be getting ahead by already learning about those things. That's fantastic. What questions will you be asked in an interview by your employer? Do you think, Coral? Oh gosh, all employers will ask different questions and and have different approaches. Some might have a full assessment centre over a full day, and some might be just a interview over Teams or, or Zoom. So everyone's different, but I think they will ask you why you want the role, why you would want to uh, become a designer. Uh, they might ask you about sort of design heroes, if there's brands or visual identities that you're interested in or to critically appraise some, some design work. Well, you've obviously smashed it. Are you still enjoying it, Sarah? Yeah, absolutely. Any final tips for anyone who's watching this, listening to this right now, thinking, I want to be a future Sarah. I want to be designing diggers <laughs> slash any other, you know, type of creative and design role that you could do. I'm just obsessed with diggers now. I'd say just absolutely go for it. You know, apply, be yourself, be confident. And yeah, it'll be amazing. Any final tips from you, Coral? Well, we have at, at Manchester Met, we have a couple of open evenings through the year and I'm sure other universities will do the same. So go along, sign up for email updates, go along to open evenings and just find out more about the programmes. Fantastic. Well, there we have it. 
We've given you some great insight into the exciting future that comes with being a creative and design apprentice. It sounds so fun. A huge thank you to our brilliant experts, Coral and Sarah, and also to you for joining us today. If you're still unsure about which direction you want to take, we have other episodes covering different industries from law to science and many more. We hope you've got everything you need to help you decide whether a degree apprenticeship could be the right choice for you. See ya! Hi, Sam from UCAS here. While that episode was packed with great info and insight about apprenticeships, and if you're thinking about an apprenticeship, here are my top tips of what to do next. Firstly, remember you can apply to both university and college courses and apprenticeships. So why wouldn't you? Keep your options open, do your research and make those applications. If you've started a university and college application, your grades, your experiences, the skills you might have referenced in your personal statement can all be used to help you write your CV. Just remember when you're listing those skills to make sure you've got examples to demonstrate how you can actually use them, particularly if you get an interview. Look at lots of vacancies for job descriptions so you know the kinds of tasks and responsibilities that you're going to need to do. And be sure to put as much research as possible into the employer. It's really important you know the sort of environment you're gonna be working in. You need to tailor your covering letters and your CVs, and this will help you show your enthusiasm, particularly at interview. Check out Career Finder for our vacancies, but also look at local job sites, LinkedIn, socials. There'll be some fantastic opportunities available in your local and regional areas. It's not just corporate companies that offer apprenticeships. And remember, not everyone is going to call it a higher or a degree apprenticeship. Some will just refer to the levels. So keep your eyes peeled for level four to level seven apprenticeship. Level four is the equivalent to the first year of university and a level seven is the equivalent to a master's. Be sure to ask your employer if there's the opportunity though to move up through the levels if you'd like to work towards a full degree. Don't forget, you can find out about other industries with Katie by heading to ucas.com, YouTube, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform.